This is Sunday Focus, a weekly public affairs program that looks at the topics affecting our society and the people who are making a change in the community each and every day. The people who have vision for the next generation. Sunday Focus presents new challenges for us, keeping you informed with topics of local and regional interest. Now the host of Sunday Focus, Christine Manica. Good morning. Coming up on the program today, I'll sit down with the Director of Parks and Recreation, Don Kearney. Believe it or not, it's been a year since COVID became a reality here in the Sioux Empire. Don Kearney will talk about all of that, but there are also a lot of exciting and new things happening in the Parks and Rec Department. For one, we're getting a new ice skating rink. Golf courses are opening up soon. Plus, the 35 miles of bike trails could see an expansion in the near future. Don will touch on on that, plus the COVID-19 protocols that he plans to use for the summer programs along with the pools. All that and more coming up on Sunday Focus. Hi, I'm Trooper John Schroeder with the South Dakota Highway Patrol. Expect the unexpected if you travel this winter. Keep updated on the latest weather and road conditions. Reduce your speed when traveling on snow or ice-packed roadways. Move over when approaching vehicles on the side of the road. Remain patient when you have vehicles around you and always wear your seatbelt. Let's make sure we all get through this winter safely. I am joined by the director of the Sioux Falls Parks and Rec Department, Don Kearney. Hey, Don, good morning. Morning, how you doing? I'm doing great. You know, I was just thinking, it occurred to me, you were in the studio with me almost a year ago. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah, it is. So much has changed over the last year. And before we get into that, let's talk about the Sioux Falls Parks and Rec Department, the trails, the pools, anything that you guys have going on or coming up. Yeah, yeah. Well, as a, a general overview, you know, we've got 80 developed parks across the city, essentially in every corner of the city, so people have good access to it. Um, we've got uh, kind of a policy that we've trying to create a park within a half mile of every residence of Sioux Falls. And so it's kind of a planning goal that we use to make sure we have parks in all parts of the city. Um, I'd also share, and a lot of people don't know, a lot of our facilities that we potentially own or operate or operate in conjunction with our great partners. Uh, and so, you know, we have the zoo, for example, is a Parks and Rec asset, Great Bear, the Arboretum, the Levitt Shell. Uh, and so we have a lot of those different organizations that sometimes people don't really understand that oh, that's a Parks and Rec asset, oh, I didn't realize the city owned that. And then the other thing that we have that some people don't, uh, you know, completely understand is that we have our three municipal golf courses in Prairie Green, Elmwood, and Keene Park that while we don't particularly manage them, we do own them and uh, work with our third party to be able to provide those services. So, um, so we have a really robust system. Uh, we've also got 25, or excuse me, 35 miles of paved trails. Uh, I think a lot of us understand and know of the the ribbon that we have uh, throughout the city that follows the Big Sioux River and the levee system. Uh, We've got our five aquatic centers as well as our Midco Aquatic Center and the spray ground at Pioneer Park. Uh, We also have five community centers with some elementary schools uh, across the city that where we provide uh, some drop-in after-school activities as well as conducting our wintertime volleyball and basketball leagues for our adults. Uh, obviously, we also have hundreds of rec programs that you see in our activities guide every year. And then obviously our sports complexes across the city. So uh, hopefully it's something for everybody to be able to participate in and, and enjoy. Uh, and uh, we're really proud of our uh, parks and rec system because it's an accredited 
uh, system. Uh, we're one of 1% one, 1 of all Parks and Rec agencies that are accredited uh, by the Commission for the accreditation of Parks and Rec agencies. So pretty proud of that as well. Absolutely. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Did you open up the golf courses early? It may not seem like it right now with this weather, but we have been extremely fortunate to have like a 70-degree day the other day and in the 60s overall. Yeah, we did get about four or five days of uh, play, uh, and so that was nice over the last uh, week or so. Uh, so we always say that if you get some rounds in March, those are kind of bonus rounds. And uh, we had Elmwood open uh, for people to play, and the tee sheet was full. Oh, wow. See, I went to great shots the other day. I can't golf for the life of me. <laughs> and my swing was evident to that. But something that does pique my interest, too, that could be coming in the, to the city very soon is that new ice skating rink. Now, does the Sioux Falls Parks and Rec Department have any sort of involvement with this new ice skating rink? Uh, absolutely, yeah. We worked, uh, obviously, with the mayor and the donor uh, on that uh, donation where – uh, the Jacobson family has agreed to put up $2 million towards the construction of that. And then as proposed, uh, subject to city council approval, the city will also be putting $2 million towards that project, which will ultimately uh, be able to build out that new ice ribbon and all-inclusive playground, uh, two features that the park system currently doesn't have. Absolutely. And where would this new ice rink ribbon be? Where would it be located in the city? So if you're familiar with Phillips Avenue uh, in our downtown, so just um, essentially north of 6th Street, we're in north of the Levitt uh, Shell. Uh, the ground that's north of that uh, 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 seating lawn for the, the Levitt, mm -hmm. that is where this uh, uh, facility would go. And uh, it would essentially be on the east side of uh, Phillips uh, Avenue between the river and Phillips Avenue, essentially. So I don't know if I've told you this, but I'm originally from the Chicago area, and we have that, that Maggie Daly rink that's in the city, close to Millennium Park, actually. So with that rink and other rinks around the Midwest region, are you getting kind of ideas of how to design this ribbon? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, we've actually looked at Maggie Daly Park, that, as, you, as you referenced, as one of the models that we could model ours after. We've looked at some out in Oregon, uh, one up uh, uh, in the Minnesota area, up by the cities. And so we're, we're always trying to learn from somebody that's already done something, uh, because oftentimes when they're new uh, to, to the uh, uh, city, they often learn something like, what are the lessons learned? And so we'll probably actually go visit some of those other cities and look at their facilities uh, as we begin to design our facility. Oh, I know. Perfect tour guide for Chicago. Uh -huh. <laughs> Just call me up anytime. But how excited are you to bring a new aspect like this rink and the playground to the city just to add to the growth and development? Oh, yeah. Well, for one, it's in Falls Park West, which is really kind of uh, going to be the centerpiece uh, in our central park of Sioux Falls uh, in the future. We've got the Levitt. That was a huge home run uh, with our Levitt partners. Um, and this is just going to continue the enthusiasm and the energy that we have for downtown and, and Falls Park, which is our flagship park, our city's namesake, huge tourist attraction. And so to be able to add the ice ribbon, um, which is a very new, unique facility that will provide us reliable skating surfaces because it will be refrigerated. You know, that's the challenge we have right now with our current rinks. We never know from day to day, week to week, whether we're going to have skatable ice because of you know, we just rely on Mother Nature. I was uh, just going to ask you that question. How are you going to keep this ice cold? 
Yeah, you know, we really think it'll extend our season. You know, we can certainly see ourselves having skatable ice essentially November through, you know, potentially the beginning of March even, where we can have refrigerated ice that's reliable. We can program it. People can rely on it and don't have to show up and say, oh, the, the ice is melted or, you know, it's not skatable today. You know, with these, this ice ribbon that we're going to build, uh, we'll have that refrigeration system that will be right on site and we'll be able to have reliable ice. Uh, throughout the entire season. I want to go back to that 35 miles of bike trails here in the city. Now, I've been on these bike trails many, many times. I'm a big runner, and I am just always fascinated by just how wide and how far these bike trails go. I always tell people when they come visit Sioux Falls, the bike trails are kind of the gem of the city. It really gives you that feel of every single aspect, whether it's the west side, south side, east side of the city. So where would you want to maybe develop more of that trail area? Yeah, well, we have a couple uh, uh projects for trails. Uh, one is the Cherry Creek Trail. Uh, that is an area that we're really excited about. Uh, it would essentially go uh, north of uh, West 12th Street along the along Skunk Creek. Uh, and if your people are familiar with Legacy Park, that's on the south side of 12th. But essentially it would go under 12th Street, West 12th Street, along the, big, uh, the Skunk Creek. It would continue on uh, up to Songbird Street to provide an on-street connection. It would make a connection into Family Park where we have the lake out on uh, TLS Road. And then ultimately our, our, our grand master plan for the trail system on our city's west side is to get all the way up to University Center um, and to be able to make a connection uh, to the pedestrian bridge across I-29. And so we're really excited about being able to start that first phase of that project that'll take us up to Songbird uh, Street and be able to have a paved trail there by fall um, and uh, we're really excited about being able to extend that uh, trail system up there. Before we move on to the next topic, Don, did you hear that Sioux Falls was actually named recently the fittest city in South Dakota? I hadn't heard that yet. But I, I, I just saw that study came out, and out of Rapid City, too, because I've been out there, and they have, you know, gorgeous hills and trails and whatnot. So how does that make you feel knowing that Sioux Falls tops it all? Well, that's, that's very encouraging to hear that because, you know, obviously one of the things that we're trying to do is get people out recreating, staying healthy, uh, both mentally and physically, especially in these COVID times that we've been uh, dealing with that. And, you know, what's what's cool about what, with this COVID thing, if there's any, uh, you know, shred of positivity there is that people have used our park system at record numbers, the trail system, the parks, everything has been so busy because that's something that people could safely do. Uh, especially last year when it first hit. Absolutely. If you are just listening or joining us, Don Kearney, he is the director of the Sioux Falls Parks and Rec Department, is on the line with us. One thing we know for sure is this, Don. We know a lot more about COVID-19 than what we did back then. Now, as you look back on this year, what feels like a decade, what were your first thoughts about COVID-19 when it first came, became a reality here in Sioux Falls? Yeah, you know, it's, um, it was quite a shock, you know, knowing that something that uh, spread that fast and it, you know, had, you know, serious consequences for those that might contract it. Um, you know, obviously we had to take it very seriously. And um, one of the things that, you know, in hindsight now is that, yeah, 
obviously are much wiser than we were 12 months ago. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, one of the things that we were learning at the time anyway was that, you know, all this potential contraction of, you know, COVID through various surfaces and, you know, essentially it was highly contagious, obviously it is, but, you know, I think now we've learned a little bit more where, you know, maybe the surfaces aren't such a, a big deal after all. I mean, obviously it, it, it needs to be considered, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I think we're just a little wiser now than we were back then, but certainly it had a, a big, big impact on our operations because we didn't open pools and, um, you know, for a while there we actually shut down the Midco Aquatic Center as well. And so, um, you know, we, we had to, we had to switch modes pretty quick and, and really get into a position of uh, trying to adapt to the circumstances. You and your team really did spring into action. Now, besides the pools closing and including the Midco Aquatic Center at one point, which we'll get back to, what other plans did you end up putting in place as a reminder? Yeah, one of the things that we did is that we worked with all our, our sports leagues. You know, uh, about that time, you know, that's when typically our baseball, softball, soccer, all the different um, organizations, um, you know, really wanted to get started with their programs. But we said, uh, time out for a second. We need to have you guys submit a, uh, a COVID plan that really addresses how you're going to keep people safe, how you're going to sanitize, how you're going to social distance, and how are you going to be able to conduct these activities and still keep people at the same time. And so one of the things that we required of all the sports leagues before we'd let them play is they needed to submit a COVID plan, which they did, and, and worked very closely with us on on that as well as our source team here in the city as well as our health department uh, and so it was a great team effort um, we also um, you know obviously closed pools but then the other thing that we did is that while we closed the midco we did reopen it on a very uh, kind of a phased approach to open that facility back up with limited attendance in the different pools uh, and but now uh, as we speak you know 12 months later we're essentially fully operational again and uh, but we did have to transition to that point uh, because of COVID. Absolutely. You already answered my Midco Aquatic uh, question. So we can move on to the next part now where Mayor Ted Aiken actually did announce that, plan that plans to reopen the pools this summer are on. And this means summer employment opportunities are on the horizon. So tell us about the hiring process for seasonal workers. Has it changed since COVID or when can people start applying? Because I know last year when we were talking about this, you said, yeah, we won't have any seasonal workers. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I can tell you that we're planning to open up all of our facilities. Um, and, you know, so those folks that might have an interest in, you know, helping with ball field maintenance at Sherman Park or Harmadon Park or, you know, for example, our soccer complexes, we're looking for, for people to fill those roles. Uh, we need pool maintenance people. If you like to get up early and work till like 2 in the afternoon, we've got a great opportunity for people. Or if you're more of a, like to like to be a person that sleeps in and, maybe don't want to start until afternoon, you can also work full maintenance because obviously a lot of the maintenance happen, has to happen before we open and after we close. And so uh, we have opportunities for folks who want to do that. And then there's always the lifeguards, swimming instructors, um, you know, and then just general park maintenance too. So if people are interested in, um, you know, applying, uh, they should go to our website. Our applications are available online and uh, just encourage folks to apply. How many positions are you looking for for the summer? Well, we typically hire around four to five hundred just for the summer, and so we've got a lot of a lot of openings and a lot of uh, availability if you're looking for a job. Because I know a lot of people were kind of bummed that their summer job opportunity 
went by the wayside due to COVID last year. So since the pools do plan on reopening this summer, there's obviously has to be some sort of safety measures in place because we are still living actively with COVID. So what are some rules that will be implemented at the pools or what are some ideas you have? Well, one of the things that we're doing at the Midcore Aquatic Center, for example, that's worked really well. And, and the patrons that use that facility have comment to us, commented to us that we feel really comfortable in our facility at the Midco. And so I think our intention is just to extend that to uh, our outdoor pools as well. Right now, if you're swimming, obviously you don't have to have a mask on. But when you're not swimming uh, and you're not social distancing, we ask that people at the Midco wear a mask. And so uh, we'll continue to work with our city health partners uh, as it relates to, you know, uh, what protocols we'll have in place. And, you know, as you know, this uh, uh, pandemic continues to evolve all the time. And as we learn more over the next 90 days before we open, you know, we'll have a plan in place that uh, our health department uh, is comfortable with. I remember when the Midco Aquatic Center was reopening that there was a sign-up sheet that people will have to fill out like a time slot if you wanted to go to the pool. Is that going to be implemented again this year? You know, I don't think that'll be necessary because of where we're at with COVID, the vaccinations that are going on right now. Uh, and uh, we're just in a different spot than we were back then. And we've learned a lot since uh, this last uh, summer when we, we were closed. And so, um, but again, it'll just, well, we want to continue to be nimble and be able to adjust based on the information we have at that time when we open. Have you been working closely with the city health, uh, health officials? Absolutely. Um, we have, a, you know, for the longest time, we had a regular call with the health department about, uh, you know, what was going on, not only with Parks and Rec, but all city departments and across the city. And so they've been just fabulous to work with and uh, work really closely on, uh, you know, any protocols we would put in place. There are a couple of community centers here in the area that do open around the summer. Will those be open this year? And if so, any programs that you're offering for the kids this summer at those community centers? Yeah, uh, so this summer we'll have Kenny Anderson Community Center, Oyate Community Center, and Americar Community Center. Uh, those will be open. Um, we actually have our activities guide that we produce every summer uh, where it kind of details the different programs and activities and Obviously, far too many for us to talk about today. But uh, you know, if you go to our website, as soon as those those hit uh, the the streets, uh, you'll be able to to look at those. The actual actual activity guide for the summer uh, will be available May third, and so if people are trying to plan out their summers, that's a great guide for them to look at. If you are just joining us, Don Kearney, he is the director of the Sioux Falls Parks and Rec Department in the city. Now, I know summer camps are always a huge thing for kids as well, and camp counselors especially are needed. I was one when I was in college. So I guess the question is, will there be those day camp options, and will you be hiring for day camp counselors? Well, most of our uh, uh, programming is done through our playground program, but I know Leif Erickson, for example, is going to be open. Uh, we just talked to uh, their uh, leader over there, and I know they're planning to be open as well. But you know, we have our supervised playground program. We've got Mondays at McKinnon, you know, that we'll be doing, the Storyline Children's Theater. We'll continue to do our uh, development track meets. And the other thing we're trying to do a little bit more is some of more of our outdoor um, adventure types of things, like fishing, hiking, and those kinds of things. And so we'll have programming there. 
we're going to continue on with some of the hydrant parties. That, that was kind of one of those things that we, we did more of because the pools weren't open last year. And those are such a hit that we're just going to continue to do that. You know, we partner close with, closely with the fire department on that as well as the library. And so we'll continue to do that. And then we have our theaters in the park. We're doing a lot of yoga in the park, pet-related pet activities. And so there's just all kinds of stuff. If you're looking for something to do, that activities guides your ticket. Oh, yeah, there's always something to do here in Sioux Falls. That's one of the main things I learned when I moved out here. Talk about those hydrant parties. I did see a lot of fun videos about those. Yeah, you know, essentially what we do is we essentially block off the streets in, in areas of town where we think it'd be a good location. The fire department comes out. Uh, they're, they're great to work with. What kid doesn't like a fire truck? Right. You know? uh, and so and it's an opportunity for them to cool off, to be able to meet their neighbors. You know, we had various different fun games for them to be able to participate in. And, and uh, so those are just really cool. And um, we've been doing those for a few years now. And we'll just, there's just, just such a hit that we'll continue to uh, find places throughout the park system uh, to be able to do those. And you had me interested in some more fishing opportunities that you brought up. Just like golf, I can't fish for the life of me either. So what are you hoping to do in that regard? Well, one of the things that we like to do is really use Family Park and Coble Lake for, uh, you know, some various fishing derbies, uh, you know, learn to fish type programs. We like to work with fishing parks and the outdoor campus uh, out at Family Park, for example. Uh, we've got a great partnership there where we we work with game fishing parks to help the initial development of family parks. So we had the docks and the, the boat launch areas and those kinds of things. And, you know, and so it's, uh, you know, it's our American outdoor heritage to be able to fish, especially in South Dakota. And we just want people to be able to, you know, remember to, uh, you know, think of that when you're thinking about stuff to do this summer. Absolutely. So obviously this year, it's been tough. It's been tough for everyone around. And I have to ask you, Don, how how are you doing since the last time we talked? <laughs> well, I tell you what, I'm super stoked about the summer of 2021 because the summer of 2020 is just like uh, had a major impact on, on our team and the services we provide because we're a very summer heavy kind of programming outfit. And you know, to not be able to bring on the staff, to not be able to provide the programs that we normally provide to the community, you know, it's kind of disheartening heartening us and, and downright depressing to a certain extent mm-hmm. because, you know, we're, we we work all summer all winter long, gearing up for summer only to have it essentially canceled on us. But, you know, the nice thing about it, we were able to have, you know, some semblance of the summer with the Midco being open, our golf courses being, you know, very, very busy. Um, and so, you know, the bike trails were also just hugely, hugely popular as well. Uh, but I can tell you that uh, the moods around here are much better than they were uh, last year at this time. I know I asked you at the start of this pandemic, did you ever think you would be in this situation as a parks director? Now that we're kind of seeing a light at the end of the tunnel, did you ever think that we would see this light? Well, you know, I, I think uh, one of the things that it, it surprised me a little bit is that how long it took to kind of get to where we're at today. You know, we're really round and third and headed for home, as I kind of like to call it. And um, But, you know, it's probably a once-in-a-lifetime experience, or at least we hope it's a one life, once-in-a-lifetime experience where you go through a pandemic like this. And, um, you know, we're just thankful that uh, our city uh, leaders and, you know, all up and down the line have done a really good job of, uh, just 
making sure that we did the right things at the right time and um, I couldn't be more proud of our leadership of our, our city and uh, thank the mayor and Jill Frank and our health director who really did a lot of the heavy lifting and um, and so we're just we're just happy to be on a new path uh, in 2021. For the workers that were part of summer activities and, and your team, how proud are, are you of them for everything that they've accomplished despite being in a global pandemic? Well, you know, one of the saving graces, believe it or not, last year was that we had a record drought. And <laughs> that really helped us. <laughs> wow, you don't hear that every day. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a guy who likes to see things green and and flourishing, but the, the record drought really helped us with regard to the amount of mowing that we had to do. Uh, but I couldn't be more proud of our team. You know, anytime anybody needed something, you know, they they crossed their district boundaries, they, they chipped in, you know, they did the maintenance, you know, they do the maintenance before and after the seasonal employees get on board because then they go to more of a, a supervisory role and really more of a, you know, doing the skilled maintenance on irrigation systems and the other stuff that a seasonal employee typically couldn't do. And in, in essentially in 2020, they had to do all of that. You know, they had to do all those uh, different things all year long uh, without the seasonal employees. And so they, they really just worked as a team like they always do and just couldn't be proud of how, how they at least made the parks accessible and available to the community uh, during, during that last summer. What are some of the top lessons that you can take away just from this year alone? Well, I think the number one takeaway that I would have is that um, we, we, we have a con- continuity of operations plans that each department has. You know, if there's a flood or tornado or if there's a you know, disaster of some type where your business is interrupted. And so you have those plans. But one of the things with a pandemic is that you, ha- you don't know how long it's going to go on. And one of the things that we learned is that we need to understand that this is not just a two or three year, even a month long kind of situation. This is, you know, a year long situation that we're, we've been having to adjust, adjust to. And so I think that's the thing that with the pandemic, like unlike the ice storm or the flooding or whatever, things have a tendency to relatively soon get back to normal. But with a pandemic, you just don't know how long it's going to last. And so that, I think that's one of the things we learned. Uh, is that, you know, you got to be prepared for the long haul. Would you want to keep any COVID plans you have in place in the future or no, not really? Well, yeah, yeah the, <laughs> my initial reaction is absolutely not. But, you know, you, you do learn things uh, along the way uh, about what you're capable of in those situations. And, um, again, as you mentioned, our, our team did a great job, as all the other city departments did. You know, they all banded together. We worked together. We had parking people working in parks. We had librarians working in parks. Uh, we all just worked together so well, and, and the, the team worked really shine through. And that's what shows strong prevalence right there, just everyone in the community getting together and basically fighting for a new tomorrow and to get back to normal. Don Kearney, the director of the Sioux Falls Parks and Rec. Don, if anyone wants to find out more information about the pools, activities, or anything city park related this summer and beyond, where can they go? You know, we really drive people to our website. Uh, We also have a Facebook page as well. But if they go to SiouxFalls.org backslash parks, that's a great resource. Um, You know, they can also stop if it's aquatics related, the Midcore Aquatic Center is available. But we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
um, you know, our comp plans out there at uh, plansfparks.org. Um, and so we have a lot of avenues for people to be able to get information about what's going on in the park system. All right, Don Kearney with the Sioux Falls Parks and Rec. Don, let's hope for a great summer. Any fun activities you plan on doing? Well, you know what? I, many as many of us, uh, <laughs> were in that situation where you couldn't really go anywhere. So I have some built-up vacation that I'm hoping to use, but... Um, other than that, nothing nothing special. <laughs> All right, good, Don. You deserve it. Well, as always, thanks for joining us on the program, and it's always nice talking to you. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. All right, we'll be back. With so many myths about the COVID-19 vaccine, it's important to know the facts. Every COVID-19 vaccine goes through rigorous testing to show that it's safe and effective for patients. Similar to the flu shot, the most common side effects of the COVID-19 vaccines are injection site pain, soreness, and swelling. These side effects show that a vaccine is working and your body is building an immune response. Get vaccinated to protect yourself, your family, and your community. Learn more about the COVID-19 vaccines at SanfordHealth.org. For traveling this winter, make sure you are ready in case winter weather hits. Hello, I am Trooper Alfredo Rentria with the South Dakota Highway Patrol. Keep updated on the latest weather forecasts and road conditions. Have a winter safety kit in your vehicle. Let someone know your travel route and destination. Make sure your cell phone is fully charged. If you do get stranded, stay with your vehicle. Be a safe traveler this winter. I'm Christine Annika. I'd like to thank the director of Sioux Falls Parks and Rec, Don Kearney, for joining me on the program today. Sunday Focus is a public affairs program of Results Radio, Town Square Media, Sioux Falls.